Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. It's time for testimonies, amen? Oh, it's time for testimonies, amen? Put your hands together as to welcome Uncle George to share his testimony with us. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Please introduce yourself to the church. All right. Uh, my name is George Akwasechi, and then I'm a Poeman Academy teacher. Wow. Amen. So, Uncle George, what's your testimony about, please? Okay. So, uh, my testimony is about how God, through the prayers of our pastor, swiftly healed my yes. son who underwent a surgery. Wow. Keyword swiftly. Amen. So, yes. what was the problem? Okay, so um, the surgery was adenoid surgery. Mm -hmm. So this is um, a growth behind the nostrils of um, children, okay. and it prevents them from breathing well. Wow. So my son was suffering from this. And then the doctor told me that this is not a complex surgery, so they can perform it, and then the next day he'll be fine. Wow. So um, the surgery was done on 23rd of September. Okay. And then um, I was at home whilst my wife was at the hospital with her son. I was praying at home too. And then my wife called me and asked whether the doctor had called me. And was like, no, what's the issue? Then she said I should call the doctor. Okay. So when I called the doctor, the doctor said um, the surgery is successfully done. But then the child was bleeding, so they have to uh, take him to Confanoche ICU. Wow. And it's I was like, something that's supposed to be a simple thing. A simple thing. I was like, Doc, this is not what we agreed on. Oh. He said, so because of the bleeding, he had to block the nostrils, so he's not breathing through his nose. Mm. So they need to put him on ventilator. Wow. And also, uh, because of the uh, bleeding, they have to give him blood. I was like, no, 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 Doc. This is serious. I couldn't take it. So um, fast forward. He went and arranged for uh, a place at Confanochi. And then we went there. When we went there, the boy was there. They told me that they were supposed to have put him to sleep. Mm. But then he woke up. So he pulled the uh, devices from his, his mouth and was like, What is happening? Why can't you control these. this? I was afraid. This was on Friday. So on Saturday morning, I sent a message to my pastor. Wow. And I explained. Then my pastor was like, adenoid surgery, ICU, what is this? Yeah, it doesn't connect. Then she sent a prayer. Wow. 
and in the prayer she said that she gives charge to angels to be with him and that they take him off from the ICU so soon wow swiftly swiftly that's it no the doctor told me that because of how the, the bleeding was they were going to put him to sleep for 36 hours hmm. and we had already done almost 24 hours wow and the prayer came in the morning wow so we were there i wanted to sleep over but the doctor said i see you you don't need to sleep hmm. go home and i'm like ah, it's, it's not possible so we were there, and my wife came, so I had to go and rest. This was around... So mommy's prayer came around 7 a.m. Okay. Then around 4, my wife sent me a video. I mean, he, she called me a video WhatsApp call. I'm, I'm like, oh, my wife, she doesn't do that, so what's happening? <laughs> Forgive. And lo and behold, um, so this is the picture okay. of my son around Saturday 7. I don't 7 know what a.m. in the morning. 7 a.m. in the morning. Okay. And around 4... 4 p.m. No, before this one, the other there's there's yeah, another. Okay, so fine. So around four, they had taken the ventilator off, and he was supposed to go back to the hospital. They performed the surgery for further treatment, and I'm like, wow, this is unbelievable. Wow, 36 hours is now even less than 12 hours. Yes, and. The, the Saturday was his birthday, actually. Oh, so the doctor birthday, said, he woke up in the hospital. He woke up in the hospital. Oh. The doctor said, George, if you had told me that it was his birthday, I wouldn't have performed it. Oh. But, you know, some of us are awake and then time. You needed to calculate things. And Saturday around 6 p.m., there he is. Wow. Cutting his birthday cake. Wow. Wow. Um, it's, wow. It seems so simple because of how I'm narrating it. But then it was not simple at all. The doctor didn't even understand why after this surgery there should be that bleed. Mm. The doctor said, George, call me at any time. Let me, let me see what's happening. So uh, glory be to God. He's, he's very good. He's doing well. Wow. No, because of the chips, uh, he's not able to eat solid food now. But then it's very better. He's, wow. he's doing so well. Wow. Mommy, thank you. And then thank you, church members. You know, we have a group. We have a group. They were also praying to God praying bless you, you, church members. You are wow. brethren. In wow. fact, my family, we are so grateful. Wow. Thank you. Uncle John, what do you want to tell the church members, those who have never had a testimony like this before? Okay, so if you are in this church mm -hmm. and you have a pastor, communicate with your pastor. Wow. Okay, learn how to communicate. And I wish I could have played the prayer. It was so my heart was wow. melted when I, I played the prayer. Wow. So please, come to church, have a pastor, and then share with your pastor. Don't keep your situation, okay? Don't keep your situation. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Uncle George. Put your hands together for him. Amen. Wow. He has an offering. Thanksgiving offering. Swiftly, ashes. Today, that's the key word. Swiftly. Amen. Put your hands together for him. Amen. We thank God for such a wonderful miracle. Amen. Put your, we have another ministration. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together as we welcome Ohema to give us a song.
my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus name. Amen. It's so nice to see Bibles. And God bless you. Take your, your seat. Hallelujah. And this morning, we are also welcoming the family of um, Mama Vic and our father, Mr. Educhum, the parents of, uh, we knew him as Pakujo, and um, they are here with their family, and we want to say that you are welcome as you have joined us. Amen. I also, we also need to recognize the presence of the Ophorikrum MP. Forum constituency, Dr. Emmanuel Mafio. Doctor, you are welcome. We're happy to have you with us again. Hallelujah. And maybe we should say thank you for the bridge, the Angroga, the Forum one. We have a branch there and they used to complain. So it's nice to see that things are happening. Amen. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. Film stars, you are just great, I tell you. <laughs> Angel, your raps are very serious. <laughs> Amen. Now, just one or two announcements before I begin. We have our concert on Friday, the 28th of October. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. Amen. Poiman Academy is coming on today after the service. Hallelujah. So, we'll be meeting. Amen and amen. And also, we are bringing back some of our Friday prayer meetings. Is that okay? Yeah, Friday, 7 to 9. So the announcement will go on over and over and we'll start again. Hallelujah. Now, this month is our loyalty month and everything we're going to be talking about for the, for the month of October is about loyalty. Amen. Loyalty is just faithfulness. And we need to remind ourselves to be faithful because the truth of the matter is that if you leave yourself, you'll be unfaithful. Mm. Hello? I said, if you what? If you leave yourself, our natural tendency is towards unfaithfulness. That's the, so if you just, you don't do anything. If you don't do anything, you will gossip about your boss. Hey, if you are not aware of it. You smile at your boss when you see him. But as soon as he <laughs> turns, you say, this money. A very, you see, you won't even see it as unfaithfulness. You think that you are just being normal. Hello. Yeah. After you have proposed to her, she says that she's going to marry you. The next day, no, you have seen somebody more beautiful, more exciting. Yeah. So if you leave your, that's what I'm saying. That if you leave yourself, are you there? Yeah. As you have come to church, you are happy in the church and everything. The Asha has annoyed you. No, you start to say things. 
Hello, are you there? This morning, somebody sent me a short video. They claim that some pastor, some lady has, is it this agrada, some, 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 something, has defrauded people of money. So I was thinking to myself that, but why would you take your money? And, and I mean, you said you were going to church, not a bank. Anyway, then somebody came on. Hey, she has cursed all the pastors. She has, I said, hey. <laughs> if you leave yourself, you will walk into foolishness. So let's learn a scripture this morning. First Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2. And this scripture, we will know it by heart. Mm. First Corinthians 4, 2. Because it is probably the reason why your business is not doing well. Mor- <laughs> no, it's true. Faithfulness is required everywhere. Yeah. It's required everywhere. Your favorite watcher seller who is at Tech Junction. Tech Junction. She should have outlets everywhere. But she doesn't have. Why? Because if she makes a mistake to open another one, her, she will send 100 plates there when she comes to tell her that only 50. Oh. Only 50. The people didn't buy today, cry. Only 50. She will lose because of people's lack of faithfulness. What I'm saying, is that true or not? Can't leave it. So let's learn the scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2. Amen. We're going to read it a couple of times and then we take it off the screen and we say it like that. Listen, you don't learn it on your own. We are learning it together. Don't worry me. First Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2. Let's go. First Corinthians 4 2. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Let's take it one more time. First Corinthians 4 2. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found. I think we can do it one more time. First Corinthians 4.2 Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found. Thank you very much. Uh, high speed. Yes, thank you so much. We're doing it without. Ready, go. First Corinthians 4.2 Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found. I want you to tell your neighbor. First Corinthians 4.2 Moreover, it's required in stewards that a man, if your neighbor was chewing granules, knock them on the head, say, your head must work, your head must work. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. That's our central scripture for the whole month, that a steward is somebody who you've committed something to. What is required of you is that you are faithful. People often look for someone who is skillful, but you, it's not so much that you look for faithfulness. When you find faithfulness, if the skill is not even there, it will be learned. Uh-huh. But if you are skillful and unfaithful, you are actually very useless. Mercy. Do you understand when I say useless? We cannot use you because you are not faithful. Uh-huh. But if the person is faithful, the person can learn anything that needs to be learned. And we have seen it in this church. People who didn't know how to handle certain things, just by being faithful, they've learned. Just by being faithful. A lot of our instrumentalists learned how to play in the church. Hello? Yeah, it's just the faithfulness. They kept on doing, kept doing, kept doing, kept doing. We have been blasting uh, sound. We have been blasting them every day. But Charlie, faithfulness is working, it's working, it's working, it's working, it's working. Yeah, some of the most faithful people in the church, they are the ones sitting here. Eh? That's even why we can be blasting them because they will not run away. <coughs> Ask anybody you inside. Hey. Mercy. Hallelujah. 
Well, today I'm just talking to you for a few minutes and I'm going to tell you a few things that I think we need to hear. We're going to be talking about why Judas betrayed Jesus. Why Judas betrayed Jesus. I have two reasons for talking to you about Judas. What I love about the Bible is that it never hides the thing. Some other holy books and things will hide anything that's not correct. But the Bible, as it is, it will be stated like that. It will not be covered. You know, yeah, if you're a bad man, they'll say it. This man was an evil man. This king was an evil. They'll say it like that. No attempt to sugarcoat. But we're talking about Judas today for two reasons. Why? Number one, you should not become a Judas. So you must, maybe we can learn something from him. And number two, when you see Judas manifesting, don't add yourself. Don't add yourself. Imagine Judas in the Bible. Imagine that he had followers. When he, <laughs> when he now went and gave back the 30 pieces of silver and killed himself, what was going to happen to them? What was going to happen to them? Yet we have people who follow unfaithful people. What is going to happen to you? Please turn to anybody and say, don't be a Judas. Don't be a Judas. Hallelujah. I need us first of all to note, the first thing I want you to notice is that Judas was not forever unfaithful. No. He was actually a very trusted person. Why am I saying that? I'm saying that because the Bible tells us he was the treasurer. Hey, hmm. In this church, our treasures are trusted people. If we cannot trust you, we will not put you there as a treasurer. Hey. Let me tell you, shall I tell you a secret? I tell you a secret. Even the pastors of the church, we are not the treasures. We don't count the money. <laughs> Pastor Rasa, have we called you before that you should come and count money? Lady Pastor Forewa, have we called you before? Hey, are you saying that you don't trust the No, I'm saying that a treasurer is a special person in a certain category. Most of the time, you don't know them. Yeah, but they're very trusted. Amen? Hmm. Ask your neighbor, uh, have, they, have you been, uh, are you one of the treasures? They tell me, but it left small. We have not, it left small. In fact, we know they trust. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you see, for Judas to be the finance, the FO, FO, finance officer of Jesus and his disciples, he must have been trustworthy. So he began as a trustworthy person. And that is why we should be interested in how he ended up betraying Jesus. Because if he, if he was the man handling the money, remember it was John who told us, if he was the one, so he was a trusted person. What happened? Ah, and he became something else. John 12. You can see it there. He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. If you give us the King James, I think it will, it will make it a little shorter for us. This he said, this was Judah saying something, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bear what was put therein. So Charlie, the man was trusted. And that's why you should fear for yourself as you are sitting here today. Because I feel that just as how you and I are here, we don't have a mind to be Judas. It's not our plan. I think that some things may have taken him into that place. Are you there? 
But the Bible tells us that Judas will exist. The second thing I want to share to you to, with you today about Judas is that for somebody to be a Judas to you, the person must be close to you. Mm-hmm. When somebody who's walking outside does something, we don't refer to it as Judas. Hello? As when somebody walking around, we don't refer to him as Judas. It is a close person, and we're going to look at a couple of scriptures. Psalm 41 and verse 9 says something. It says, Yea, my own familiar friend, in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. Look at it. He says that my friend, the person I trusted, they are friends and they are friends. And some friends, you allow them to come inside. He said, oh, we ate. There's an even wilder one. Let's go to Psalm 55. And we'll read from verse 12. Hey. Hmm. For it was not an enemy that reproached me. Then I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me, that did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hidden myself again, I mean, from him. So it was not a person like that, but it was you. A man, my equal, my guide, and my acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked unto the house of God in company came to church together i mean just look at the person but you don't say anything just just look and look away just just look and look away hey, you walk together i said and not only that oh they shared the secrets look we took sweet counsel the thing on my heart that's what i shared with you my secrets and we walked. So, so you can see that we are not talking about somebody on the outside of your wall. <laughs> Amen? And we are also saying that if you are a friend to someone, watch out. Watch out. Because <laughs> hey, mm. wow. Amen. Are you there? You know, the name Judas, I'm sure people have the name Judas earlier but since judas (laughs) since judas nobody has named his friend his child sometimes even his enemy you have not referred to enemy as judas because it's saying something it's saying somebody who was close and intimate and really close has done a certain thing could there have been things that made judas like that could it have been and today we're just discussing two or three of them the first thing i want you to note is that judas was the odd one out Hmm. judas was the odd one out you remember that jesus had disciples he had 12 disciples judas was one of them all the 11 came from one place galilee Judas alone came from Kerioth. <sighs> Judas alone came from Kerioth. Is it a sin to be the odd one out? No. But the point that I'm making here is that it makes you vulnerable when you realize that you are different from everyone else. So you will find that a woman who is working alone among men, 
She thinks that everything that happens or doesn't is because she's a lady. Yeah. If you are the only uneducated person among a lot of educated people. You see, so I'm saying this for you to take note. What are the scenarios you have in your life where you are the one who is different? Realize that it introduces a certain vulnerability into your life. Are you there? So you, she may have done something wrong, but when it is commented upon or a correction is admitted, she doesn't even hear the correction. It's like, it's because I'm the only lady. I'm the woman. That's why such and such and such and such was done. So you realize that you are vulnerable. Take, take heed. Take heed. What does it do? When you are the odd one out, you may see things differently from the others. It may be real, but it may not be real too. Are you with me today? As Judas was going, coming, going, coming, going, coming, is it possible that over time he felt that there were some things? You see, the Bible does not tell us so. I have to be honest with you. The Bible doesn't say there are reasons one, two, three, four, five, forty-five. It doesn't say that. But we can see a couple of things and take notes. Amen. Are there situations where you are the only one? You are the only man and man a lot of women. You are the only not educated one. If you are in your family, everybody's educated. You alone, yours is a little less. You can easily feel that they are doing their things. Or everybody has gone to a brochure. You alone, you are here. <laughs> hey. Are you in the house? So could it be that Judas had experienced this? the odd one out experience ask your neighbor are you the odd one out are you the odd one out hey oh it's very serious when i was in the university i was the odd one out all my friends were petite and cute like these people over here nice and cute you alone over height over size over everything you can easily feel that hey if i not feel i was the odd one hey when they are coming to invite people to go jamming, they're not inviting you. Oh, oh, no, it's real. It was when I became an adult, then I said, ah, then the Lord used it to protect me. But you can be sure, when I was growing up, I was not thankful for it at all. <laughs> it was the source of a lot of tears. It's like, hey. If you are passing and they whistle, cry when you tell, oh, not you. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> Charlie, that it just drives the knife deeper into your heart that I am odd. Hey. But I want to share with you today that if you are the odd one out, just stand on it and use it to do your best. Yeah, just stand on it and use it to do your best. Don't stand there and complain. Preserve yourself and protect yourself by doing your best. Maybe that's why I studied hard. Because at least if I don't have anything, book CD. At least smoke seed here. Yeah, let me just hey, let me just enter. Let me just hallelujah. Number two, we're talking about possible reasons why Judas betrayed Jesus. The second reason was that he may have been disappointed at how things had turned out. You see, Jesus was well known. Jesus was well known everywhere and he had been chosen as one of the disciples and he probably thought it was something honorable, you see. Then before he was away, they are asking them to do menial jobs. 
let the people sit down. Feed all of them. Hello? You see, the worst part is that when the people finish eating, go and gather the crumbs. It's like, ah, did I come to come and be a servant or what? I thought you were come to make me a man of God. Man of God. Look at what you're asking me to do. If I had wanted to be doing this kind of labor, I would not have joined. You see, the others, they are fishermen. As for fishermen, they, that's their lot. But me. <laughs> are you there? The conditions were also worsened by the lack of accommodation. When it was time to find a place to sleep, foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the Son of God has nowhere to lay his head. He was always walking around in other people's houses. Hey! I mean, is this what you have called us to? Eh? Accommodation. If you are going to go somewhere, is it the house of Simon the leper? If you are even going to look for somebody, is it the house of a leper that you carry us to? I think Judas was disappointed at the accommodation that had been given. <laughs> Are you there? You know why I'm laughing? I'm recalling when they were so hungry that they were passing through somebody's maize farm and they began to tear the corpse to eat it like that. Ooh. I mean, they were even rebuked by the Pharisees for not washing their hands. How disgraceful. Jesus, did you call us to disgrace us? That's for this church. I'm taking you somewhere. I said, let's go to our uh, place at Mampong. And on the way, no food. And you have to get down. Then you are tearing. <laughs> like, it, 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 it would not be easy. It would not be easy. Are you there? You don't have anywhere to stay. Today you sleep in this house. Tomorrow you sleep in that house. Next day you sleep in this house. Huh. Are you in the church? Yeah. <laughs> you say you want to be like Jesus. Ah, that was the life. <laughs> no transportation. So, so walking that they do. No car. <laughs> when they even brought a car, it was just one, not even, <laughs> not even a horse that has a little respect. An ass. An ass is a donkey. One donkey. Only one car. And that one car, it appeared only once. <laughs> Going, coming, walking, going, coming, going, coming. Meanwhile, he was expecting honor. And he was expecting something, at least. I'm walking with the Son of God. There has to be something. And some of you in the house are like that. And you accuse because I've been walking with you all this time, Lord. And as I've been walking with you, I expected that you would have done this and this and this and this and this. I expected that you would have helped me. I expected that you... Is it true or is it not true? Yeah, it's true. And you are annoyed with God or you are disappointed with God why did God do this why did God do that are you in the church yeah. hey you are very quiet yeah. hey. I will not I know somebody who is angry with God he says that his mother has died how can you be angry with God you don't know we don't know anything we don't know the times we don't know the in him hmm I'm talking to somebody. So as Judas was looking, he was very disappointed. He was very, very disappointed. I remember the first camp meeting I went to, I was very shocked. What meeting is this that they are going that there's no break? We have sat down at 6 o'clock. We prayed 5 to 6. When we sat down at 6, 7, 
eight. I said, oh, at least nine o'clock, there'll be break. Nine, 10, 11, 12. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say to you is that when you find yourself in that situation, remember you are a child of God. Remember that your life is in his hands. Remember that he has never promised you a palanquin to ride on. Remember that he has never promised you a life without trouble. He never made such a promise. The promise he gave was that I will be with you. Are you there? Yea, though I through the valley of... So he never said there will be no valley. Just that I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me and you comfort me. Rather look for the comfort. Rather look for the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Are you in the house? So could it be Judas lost his way because so many things were not the way that he expected them to be. And for many of us, we too, our minds are on different things. And we came to the Lord because we thought of A, B, C, and D. But remember, God does not owe you anything. Remember that he has given you an opportunity for salvation, eternity, the life after. And so if you came looking for money, you've come to the wrong place. Hey? You are surprised, you see. If you came thinking that you will never be sick, then I wonder why there is healing. There's healing because he knew his people would be sick. Hallelujah. When we pay our offerings and we put them in, we are honoring him as we put our offerings in. And then he also responds by looking after us in a certain way. But he never ever said that there will never be, tr- be problems. Today I'm speaking to you that in all that you do, let your faith stand for the Lord. Never be a Judas. Never turn your back on God because you think that he has not given you A or B. Never turn your back on the church he has placed you in. The church is not a bank. The church is not a hospital. The church is also not a place of perfect people. Rather, it is the opposite. A church is like a hospital. All of us who are here, we have a need that God will just have mercy on us. Oh yeah. So if you came looking for perfection, you've come to the wrong place. Insofar as we are in our human flesh, we see in part and we understand in part. Today I want you to take a couple of lessons from Judas. I want you to rather fix your heart on the things of God. And I want you to say that me, I'll be faithful until the very end. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet this afternoon. I want you to just bow down your head today and I want you to consider have you been faithful to God? Have you turned away from him as Judas did because of something or other that he has not given to you? Because of a disappointment that has come into your life or because of a certain misunderstanding of things that you have heard? This afternoon I want you to turn your heart back to the Lord. I want you to turn your heart back to the Lord and in humility, I want you to tell the Lord that, Lord, I am yours. I am yours. This afternoon, I want you to give your life back to him. I want you to 
clear every disappointment from your mind and from your spirit. And I want you to just pray this prayer after me as every head is bowed and every eye is closed. I want each one of us just follow this prayer as I pray it. And you want to say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today as your child. Forgive me for my sins. Cleanse me from my wrongdoings. Please be the Lord of my life. Forgive me for the times I have misbehaved out of disappointment. Today I let go of my disappointments. And I declare that you are God and the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me. May I never, may I never, may I never be a Judas for as long as I live. In Jesus' name. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace upon our lives. And thank you for all that you do to help us and to keep us. I give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at FOLCIEDRASI. God richly bless you.